0: Good morning. I'm going to jump on in with the message today. We're talking about kingdom investments. And I know in today's world, there are all kinds of investments we can make. There's 401Ks, there are are IRAs, universal life insurance plans, stock market, penny stocks, CDs, business opportunities, partnerships, endorsements. Did I leave anything out? Real estate. There you go. There's all types of things. And so many of them promise you a great return on your time and on your resources and on your influence. But today I'm going to jump in and take a really good hard look and ask us to look at our spiritual portfolio. How about that? Have you ever taken a real good good look at that and say, well, Lord, how, how am I coming along in this thing? How am I maturing? How am I growing? And so today we're going to be talking about kingdom investments. And I, I pray today that the Lord would just open our hearts on how he wants us to deal with what he's given us. How has he entrusted us with our time, with our resources, and our influence? And we're going to talk a little bit about that. So I want to launch off today at of 1 Corinthians 3, 8, and 9. And this is Paul talking to his folks in the time, and it hasn't really changed much. So I'm going to read this and kind of give you a little backstory. If you've got your Bibles, you can follow along here. 1 Corinthians 3, 8 and 9. And it says, The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's workers, uh, and you are God's field, you are God's building. So let me give you a little backstory of what was going on. Back in Paul's time, what was happening is, as they would go through, they would say, well, I follow Apollos, and I follow Paul, and, and they were, were picking and choosing uh, you know, over the men that were bringing the word. But here's the thing. It says we're all working together. We're on the same team for the common goal, and the only one we need to really be following is Jesus. Amen? Now, God will use preachers, teachers, and worship leaders, and, and prayer warriors, and, and grandmas, and granddads, and aunts and uncles, everybody else that will that, come alongside, but ultimately, they should should be lining it up with the Word of God, and we should be looking to the Son of God. Amen? So I want you guys to hear that today. But I want to go through a thing uh, or two today to encourage us with how God chooses to use our life. Anybody feel like being used by God? Are you available? See, that's part of the the deal right there. It's really about being available. So many times, well, I can't because I haven't got to this, and I don't know this." this. Let me tell you what. Focus on what you do have and let God have it. Back, because he's the one that's given to you, put it in his hand and say, Lord, how would you want me to work in this situation? So we're going to be talking about those things. And one of the things I say a lot, another way to spell love is T-I-M-E. How do we spend our time? I'm going to tell you what, you'll find out the things that you really care about, you will make time for. Amen? How many people got grandchildren? Will you make time for them? All right, I'm, I'm making time for mine already. October 25th, bring it on. I'm ready. It's funny, you know, as, as, as kids, it's as kids coming along, man. It's like, it's, it's funny that, uh, you know, we, we had a pretty good sized house and I had my jam room and all that. And then Thomas moves out and then we had made his room like a little office. And then Jesse got older. Now he's got a man cave where I used to have my music room. And where I had a little bit of an office that I was sharing with uh, the niece. She calls it, now you know my granddaughter's name is going to be Addie, right? She's been working in there. She said she's been atifying. That means my stuff's coming out again, right? So she's making room for the, for the spending the night and stuff. But you know what? I'm okay with that. But you know, the things that we really value... We will make time for, we will invest in, we will we will come alongside. And so today, I pray that as we focus on the Word of God and look at a few things, that we say, you, Lord, show me how you want me to invest what you've given me. And that's what I see today. You know, each of us got different gifting. Uh, each of us have been different calls on our life. But today, how are we using that to invest in the kingdom of God? So I hope you guys are ready. Everybody ready? to Say amen. Good. We've got a few things. We're going to start off with your time. All right. How many people are busy? Yeah. So busy man. I mean, why well, are we busy? All over the place. Man, don't have time for this and that. You know, Donna likes my little salsa dance. <laughs> we have a good time, don't we? But you know, think about that. You know, we come into the Word. There's an old saying, y'all ever heard this saying in the world? Time is money. Y'all ain't never heard that. Y'all didn't work for my boss. I'm going to tell you, what, time is money. But here, I'm here to tell you that in the kingdom of God, time is a blessing. Time is an opportunity, and it's an opportunity to glorify God and serve with a purpose and be used to produce a great harvest for the Lord. Because at the end of time, I guarantee you, when we stand before the Lord, right, he's not going to say, buddy, hey, hey, look, how much you have in the 401k? I don't think he's going to say that. I don't think he's going to say, hey, you know what? Hey, how much much, uh, time did you spend on a baseball field? Let me just tell you this. I'm not against spending time on any of those things that are a blessing to us. I'm not preaching against people having good stuff and everything like that. I'm saying, are we putting God first in the midst of those things? Because God is ultimately the one that he's blessed us with, with our careers and our opportunities, all these things. So today, I want to know with that, are you committed with your time? Now, I'm going to tell you what, I look back in my life, and my mom used to tease all the time. She says, son, if you hit the books as much as you hit that guitar, you would be brilliant right? And all my neighbors said, amen, <laughs> when I was growing up. I mean, I spent time because I had a love for music. I would play music before I went to school. I would play music anytime I could. I took my guitar to school. I taught the shop teacher how to play. That's the best grade I ever got in shop, let me tell you. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good semester. After that, the next guy, he didn't care nothing about music. I almost flunked out. But anyway, moving along. How do we commit to time? The things that you really care about, the things that you have purposed in your heart, you will find time for. And I want to share that today. So how committed are we? I wrote this. I said, here's a question for you. I said, this is something only you can answer. Your actions over time will be proof of what you're really committed to. We have to make a choice and then manage our decisions and manage our time. When we wake up and we pray in the morning, do we really set a few minutes aside and said, Lord, what is it that you want to do in my life today? How do you want to use my life today? Sometimes I think we get too big a bite on life, don't you? Why don't we just start with today? If we woke up today, God could use us, right? And say, Lord, you know what? I'm available and work through those things. But are we committed to do those things that God has put in our heart? Let's take a look at this. I wrote it like this. I said, commitment is not played out in a one-time event, but it's played out in one event at a time. You know what? Oh, used to could. Oh, I used to do, I used to, man, I used to be in it. but what have you done today? Let me stop right here and make sure that we're on the same sheet. I am not talking about salvation. You are saved by grace through faith, grace through faith, not out of yourself, but it's a gift of God, okay? I'm not talking about working your way to heaven. I'm talking about using your life and the abilities and the things and the gifting that God has placed in your life to draw others to the kingdom of God, all right? It's all about Jesus, and it's all because of Jesus. But are you using what God's given you, the time and the talent and things, to point people to Jesus? Everybody's good on that, right? All right, I want to make sure we're on that, because that is super-duper important. But we need to be committed. How about this? How often do we pray about our commitments? Man, we start off that race pretty good. Man, this year I'm going to read the Bible 72 times. I'm going to lose 35 pounds. I'm going to save $500. Right? That's how we start off in January. February. Where are we at? Same place. Yeah. <laughs> Marisa, same place. A lot of times we are. Because we set these real big goals. Why don't we say, you know what, today I'm going to seek the Lord. And I'm going to ask the Lord to guide me in my steps today to be faithful and committed to the time that he's given me. I don't know why this particular little item fascinates me. You guys hear me talk about it from time to time. I should have brought it today if I thought about it just the the hourglass and that sand. I don't know what it is, but in my mind, in my heart, I am tied to that thing because I realize that our life is just like those grains of sand going through there. Now, with that, you can flip it over and, and get a reset. Now, you won't get any more time back, but I'll tell you what you can do. You can take your life that you're living now and turn it over to the Lord and he'll refresh it, amen? I want you to hear that today and you refresh it, and we can start fresh again, that our grace, his grace is new every morning, but are we committed, and are we praying about our commitments? How many know this? My dad, if he was here, he'd probably still be, he'd be about 88 this year. I'm going to tell you what, if you shook my dad's hand and said, this is the way it's going to be, it better be that way, if you ever want to do any more business with him ever again. He didn't really care about contracts and writing it down. He realized that the world was changing. He said, "You better get it written down, buddy. You better get it written down." I remember one time there was a Dodge truck. I was getting ready to, to get my license, and I called around everything, and the guy had gave me a price on it. You know, it was at a dealership, everything else. And my dad said, "Well, that, that, okay." I said, uh, "I said, Dad, can we go look at it?" He said, "Yeah." So we went to look at it, and all of a sudden the guy said, "Well, no, no that's that's not exactly the price. Oh, you, you must have been talking about the other one." I was like, wait a minute, Dad. My dad, was was walking to the door. And the guy said, well, you know, maybe we could work a deal. I could probably get it close to that. My dad said, did you talk to my son on the phone? Yeah. He said, you said this. Is that what you said? Yeah, I did, but. He said, but we ain't buying. And and it was was only a couple hundred bucks, which that's a lot of money, but I wanted that truck. But I wanted that truck. I was like, man, I'll cut another couple 500 yards to get that money because that's how many you'd probably have to cut back then to get a couple of bucks. 250 a yard. Anybody remember that? Some people probably, Mr. Bob said 50 cent a yard, didn't you, Mom? <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> said he had a goat. <laughs> I, I love it in here, man. We have a good time. I, I, I had it soft, didn't I, Mr. Bob? What am I talking about? What am I whining about? You know? But all that I want to say, my dad was, was, was turning around and he was committed to somebody, to his word. Because he was going to do exactly what he said he was going to do, you know? So he expected you to do exactly what you said. Isn't that a crazy thing? We don't see too much of that these days, do we? Oh, yeah, man. We'll just change up and everything else. So with our time, I want to talk about the commitments. Got a few more things I want to share with you because I got a lot of ground to cover. I said, it has to be purposeful or it will serve no purpose at all. The investments that you make, the time that you set aside, do you just kind of go through that? You know, you, you say, well, I'm just going to show up. Mark the box off, or do we say, you know what? I'm gonna spend some time in God's Word today. I've had those days. I've committed. I'm gonna read my Bible every day. You know, or something like that. And I find out, I go, uh, okay, I did it. Who did I rob? I robbed myself. If I'd have just took a little time to put God first, He says, seek Him first. Right? It's amazing, and you guys seeing this and to know it's true. He can multiply time somehow. He can just grow stuff. You know, as we put him first in things and commit to to saying, Lord, I want to be purposeful and serving you with my time. And we're going to look at a couple other areas. But look at that. How purposeful are we about that? You know, over and over, I think none of us would set out and say, Ooh, I'm gonna get up this morning. I think I'm gonna run 50 miles. Never ran before in my life. Right? I don't think that's a good plan. Or you know what? You know what? I think I'm gonna join the band today. I just bought a guitar. We gotta be purposeful, right? We've gotta spend time in that, right? So guess what? We need to take baby steps to learn how to play that guitar. Maybe when you're working out, do a few things, stretch a little bit before we take off running. And see, a lot of times we get on fire for the Lord and we go, woo, I'm saved, I'm ready to go. And I think that's wonderful. But then we start to burn out. And that's why it's so good that we continue in the fellowship that we got people come alongside and say, hey, come on, let's keep on going. You know what the number one thing is, people come to church? Because people invite them. Not because you got pizza. Not because you got a great location, it's because people invite them. I pray that we are in an inviting church, an inviting atmosphere, man, that you feel welcome when you come in here. We will spoil you now, I'm going to tell you that right now. we got no problem spoiling you if you come in here. We just love loving on people, and we're so thankful that people choose to, to come here. And then we're really thankful if you come back. That's supposed to be a joke right there. But we have a good time, we have a good time. So let's keep on rolling through here. God's purpose is... The one that lasts. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. How many people take off running and say, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And then we go, Lord, uh, can you fix that? Or do we seek the Lord and then we follow in the plan that he lays out? I've done it both ways. How about y'all? I have. I take off running, done it my way, get in the ditch and say, Lord, I need you now. Oh, I need you. How many know that we need to be prepared with our time? Got a little story for you. There's a friend of mine in a church up the road, and they have a revival, and I try to get there as much as I can. But I hadn't been in a couple years, so she come by my work. She said, Bud, she always calls me Bud. She said, Bud, we got a revival this week. I said, oh, that's good. So I went on in there, and, 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 and it is a spiritual church. Boy, I'm ready, man. I'm telling you, they got the drums banging. They got the keyboard. Woo, 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 and I'm loving it, man. So I get in there. And I walk in, and it's easy to find me because I'm the palest guy in there. Got 70 people, it's easy to find me. I love it. So I go in there, and they said, Well, you're you a pastor, you want to sit up front up here? I said, I can sit anywhere, it don't matter to me. They said, Well, why don't you sit up front? I said, Okay, that's good. And all of a sudden, I was sitting there, and they said, We'd like to invite Pastor, Reverend, brother, buddy, Chapman on up to the pulpit. I said, Is that me? <laughs> I went up there, oh man, next thing you know, this is the day, this is, man, we're talking, man, I'm rocking, man, I am on fire for the, I'm loving it, man, and everything is just, I'm just, we had a great time, man, because people get excited about the Lord, and man, doing some, and they'd say something in the choir and echo it, and I was like, whoo, this is awesome, right? So we turn around, and the guy gets up there. He is preaching, and he's sweating, and he's preaching. And next thing you know, he said, I got grace on one side and mercy on the other. I was standing there like this. I was up like this. He put his arm around. He said, I got grace on one side. I got mercy on the other. And everybody, woo, 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 woo. We were having a good time. So he's preaching, and he's preaching, and he's preaching. He goes, sit down. They passed the offering around. I said, well, I guess we're getting ready to go home. I was taking some notes and everything. And all of a sudden, they walked up there, and he said, we'd like to have... Pastor brother Buddy Chapman to go ahead and finish up with the rest of revival and give his closing remarks. I went, <laughs> man, but God's good. Ch-boom. Ch-boom. I'm praying up there, and I said, you know what, it would have been so easy to stay home. And they said, woo, it would have been so easy to stay home now. <laughs> I was loving it, man. And I said, I'm telling you, I was just comfortable. He said, he was comfortable, but it came anyway. Woo-hoo, yeah. I said, oh, this is good. I said, I'm going to tell you what. He was talking about the meat of the word, man, and filling up on the word of God. I said, I was sitting at home eating banana pudding. He said, he should have brought the banana pudding. Nah, <laughs> I am not kidding. We had a blast. And we were going there. I said, man, I said, I love this. Denise always comes. I come home. I was like, "Woo, Man, we had a time in the Lord. Because you know what? They didn't let anything get in their way. Man, Lord, help us to be a people that, that take our time and invest in the Lord. Treat me so good. I'll tell you what, it was so much fun. And man, people were talking about Jesus and everything else. And they had young folks, old folks, this folks, that folks, and everything else. And I said, man, I got to be excited about the Lord. How many people are excited about the Lord now? Let me tell you, that's some good stuff. So I had to share that. So, whoo! I don't even know where I am, but that was a good story. Man, let's keep on going. This is what I learned from this. You are never too old to make progress with, the, with God. Every day counts and every day is vital. It didn't matter that somebody was older, somebody was younger. They were seeing progress in there. I saw a story last night when I was putting it together, helped me pull a few things together. They had a guy that's, that, that does the cello. I can't remember the guy's name. said so the guy was 95 years old. They said, You know what? They did an article on this fellow and said, You know what? They say you are one of the best cello players in the world. He said, And you still practice six hours a day. Why do you still practice six hours a day? He said, Because I'm seeing progress. <laughs> He's seeing progress. He said, there's more room. Hey, listen to this. When we dig in the word of God, see, some people get to a point in the Bible study or, or, or walking with the Lord, and they go, well, I'm good. I, I've read the Bible. I'm doing okay. I prayed about that before, everything else. But but you know what? You never get to a place that you can't make some more progress in your spiritual walk. Amen? So I pray that we take time to turn around and invest in in the things of God. Everybody doing good so far? I love it. I love it. Anybody excited about being here? Yeah. Me. What about using our resources? Let me give you some word on that. Second Corinthians 9, 8. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you see that right here, all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So what about the way you invest your resources? Now, a lot of times people say, oh, he's talking about money. No, I'm talking about resources. Let's go. It's more than that. So do we squander them? And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about your gifts and your times and your talents. Everybody is gifted a certain way. Everybody has different things behind the scenes, whether you're a prayer warrior, whether you're somebody that prays, you know, you know on a regular basis for it. Maybe somebody that's delivering food, somebody's doing that, whatever the case is. Maybe you're a good listener. How many people love a good listener? I have to have a good listener because I don't shut up long enough to listen. Amen. Why are y'all laughing about that? Yeah, I'm just being honest. So (laughs) everybody said amen. So think about that. With all those things, really, if you think about it, God says He got us covered at all times. Having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. You know what? We're really just managers of what God's given us. How well do we manage what God's given us? You know, do we squander it? How do we invest that back in the kingdom? To see the people come and know the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, can't, I can hardly wait till to get to the end of this thing. I got some good stuff to share with you guys. But I want to set the stage. So I want you to think about it. Think about how am I investing my time and how am I sharing my resources to further the kingdom, right? Let's keep on rolling. What is it that you love to do that builds others up? My mother-in-law, she loves to cook. And it builds me up and it builds me out. But that's okay. Right, And there's several folks that could do the same thing here. They do really good on that. What is it that you could do to build somebody up? Maybe you can encourage them. Maybe you can make a phone call. Maybe you let them know that you've been praying for them. Maybe you can stop by and see how they're doing. You know, maybe you, how about this? Maybe you can forgive somebody, and maybe it's the person in the mirror. Now, that's a sidebar, but I just thought I'd bring it up because the Lord laid it on my heart. Think about that. What do you love to do to encourage people? I love my my aunt. You know, you heard about my aunt uh, a lot, and I got to tell you the whole story. My aunt, she was the one that she was way up in age, and she could smoke a cigarette, a trail duster, old Marlboro Light, and have that daggone cigarette ash all the way out to there. Uh, This is amazing right there. You watch Billy Graham drink spiked eggnog and, and knit a whole daggone, what do you call that, a quilt and never miss a beat. But the thing that I loved about hanging out with my aunt, she'd ask me about things that I liked. And you know what she told me? She says, I don't know much about baseball, honey, I don't know much about bicycles. But I love to see your eyes light up when you tell me about it. She was teaching me. She didn't really care if I played third base, left out, right bench, whatever. But I was excited about it. And, and she said, Well, tell me more. Tell me more. Come on, tell me that on. You know? <laughs> Come on. Aunt Margaret was awesome, man. But see, also, she was making sure and, 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 and that I was getting the work because she'd have Billy Graham cranked up, man. He'd, she'd have it cranked up. And every time I go over there, I don't know, she, this was before cable, I don't know, maybe it was a tape, because it was always Billy Graham on the TV. But she was getting it there. And I thought, what about that, man? She got to to, to teach me and show me that sometimes it's not about me, it's about others. It's about listening to what somebody else has to say. It's about, you know what, tell me how that works. That's cool. That's really good. And you know what's really good? When you get to express yourself and somebody doesn't go, well, what you need to do is this. And you know what, if you fix that, it'd be better. Why can't you just say, that's really cool. That's great, man. Now, if they ask you, that's a different story. Sometimes people just like to share. But so many times, we don't even allow them to open their gift. Everybody's got a gift everybody's got a gift. What is your gift that's your gift? You say, well, I don't know if I have a a gift at all. Let me tell you, I bet you that my aunt didn't think that she was very gifted. Now she could quilt. And that's great. But what she gave me was so much more than a blanket. She gave me encouragement. You can be an encourager, man. You can speak into somebody's life. You can just tell them, say, hey, look, I believe in you. It's amazing. Now I've been married, uh, how long? 24 years? Yeah, we've been married a long time. I'm just teasing. I'm off the hook because, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we've been married a long time. Forever. (laughs) But anyway, we've been a long time. But I'm going to tell you what, this is what I know from a guy's standpoint. I'm going to give the ladies a tip, and then we'll have somebody else give the guys a tip because the Lord knows we need it. If you believe in your man and you whisper in the air that they can do it, they think they can. We just built like that. We are. You say, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. And they say, baby, you can do it. I can? Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, I didn't do it. I can do it. I can do it. Your friends say, what are you doing? I said, my wife said I can do it. I'm going to do it. But a lot of times what happens in situations, partnerships, wives, husbands, friends, family, everything, we tell them what they can't do. Oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. You don't even allow them to open their gift. Man, encourage them to open that gift. Say, you know what? I believe you can do it. And not only do I believe you can do it, I'm going to help you any way I can to make sure that you can do it. That's called a mentor, right? That's called showing the love of Christ. Man, the people that have come alongside, the coaches and different things that people spoken to my life is amazing, man. It's amazing. And you know what I tell my kids? I think you can do it. I believe you can do it. That might not be a good idea, but I think you could do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's, there's things that we have to look at. Stuff. I want to back them guys. Oh yeah, man! I'm ready. I ain't never done nothing with. I've I never had a little granddaughter or little the girls. We had of little boys. So this is all new for me, and I can't wait. Oh, she's gonna be ruined. She's gonna be right here screaming and crying. I'm gonna say, "What y'all looking at?" <laughs> Come on up here. <laughs> She'd probably sleep right through it. But the whole thing is this, man: not only open your gift, but share your gift and encourage others to do that. So you know what? We just need to get started. That's the biggest thing. One of these days, I'm going to get started, right? Yeah. I'll tell you what. I've been losing 30 pounds for 30 years. I ain't kidding. Off, on, off, on, on off, everything else, see what's going on. I told Denise, I thought there was somebody sneaking around my house. I put some other pants on yesterday. I said, whose are these? She said, they used to be yours. I can't use them no more. I must have got short, too, because the bad boys were down here. But if they can't get up here, (laughs) they'll stay down there, right? It's just the way it is. We got to get started, man. So today, I want you to see the opportunities that God sets before us. I want you to see that, you know what, that you can start over again. And yes, anybody make mistakes? Yeah. Guess what? God will give you a fresh start. Just ask him. He can make a way out of no way, man. I want to encourage us today. So not only that, use the resources. Use what you've been through. Here's a resource that people don't think a lot of times. Maybe you've been through something sometime. And now maybe you can speak into somebody's life. Maybe they're willing to say, hey, you know, I've I've, I've done this and and I've never, how am I going to get out of this? And you say, well, let me tell you a story. And this is how God brought me through this. Always pointing them back to the Lord, amen? Because ultimately that's what we need. I want to keep on rolling. Everybody doing good so far? I might stay a, little, stay a little bit of time right here. How about your influence? Now, the guys at work, they got a built-in preacher, right? Me. And my buddy, I said, when you come into the church, he said, I'm with you six, five days a week. Five days a week. I said, Well, why don't you come in? He said, I'll come in sometime. But see, I bounce this off the guys at work. And we're talking about stuff. And when I start talking about influence, they were talking about, you're talking about manipulating somebody? I said, no, I'm talking about influence. Everybody's got some type of influence, right? Whether it's good or bad or whatever. As a matter of fact, my buddy says this, and I've said it before. He said, you're either a blessing or a lesson. Which one are you, right? <laughs> you're either a blessing or a lesson. But look at this. Everyone has a circle of impact. And have you ever thought about that, how, how people and role models and stuff influence people? I don't want to be a stumbling block for somebody right? But ultimately, what we need to do is point them to the Lord. But you might be the only Jesus somebody sees from time to time, maybe at your school, maybe at your job, maybe, maybe in your family. But keep pressing in. Keep looking around. So everybody has a circle of impact. You know what? It's funny. I know at work, there's a lot of, a lot of people get emails that I don't get the same email. Some of the jokes, I don't end up getting them. There's a lot of time that a lot of people get invited to a lot of parties that maybe I don't, right? It's okay, it's all right. There's a lot of things I get to do that they, maybe they don't get to do. But here's the thing about influence. How are you influencing others? Are you pointing them to the kingdom of God? Are you investing in things where people say, well, I'm gonna tell you what, I know, I know this person is like this and this is how they're gonna, gonna you know, respond to these things. And I want you to look at this here. Colossians 3.1, since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, such as sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at the right hand of God. We have to have the right focus to give off the right influence. Does that make sense? We have to be following so that we can have others follow. Amen? That doesn't mean we can't make course corrections. But you have opportunities every day to impact lives. I was working the other day. And there's a young guy that just started working out there where we worked at. And uh, I know he had had something going on. He had been in a car wreck. I didn't know a lot about it. And it's probably been maybe almost a year ago. And so I found out, he said, buddy, I heard you play guitar. I said, oh, man, I love playing guitar. See, that's a crowbar to tell him about Jesus, amen? So we started talking about music and music and music. And so on. that's good. Went on. Next day or two we go by, we talked a little bit more. Well, I think it was Friday or Thursday, I came in there, and I was doing something on the computer, and the guy walked in, and the Lord said, you need to encourage that boy. I said, okay. So he was doing stuff, and he's an engineer. He's calculating stuff, and I'm not an engineer. I'm going in here dumb, doing what he says to do, right? And we're working all this stuff together. But see, I know this. I know Jesus, amen? I don't know if he does or not at this time, but I'm going to make sure that he hears the spiel, right? And uh, I said, hey, man, you got a minute? And the guys that work with me know me long enough. They were like, oh, we're going to work over here. We're going to work over here. They give me some room. God's just kind of easing them out. And I said, hey, man. I said, uh, and I'm not, I don't want to ask somebody what happened, whatever. He was telling me, I said, how's your arm doing? He said, it's getting better and stuff. And he said, uh, he told me his story. I think it was about a year ago. He was going home on his birthday. Going home. Lives in Williamsburg. Almost home. And they told him the rest of the story. Somebody came over in his lane and hit him head on. He said, buddy, I woke up and there was blood on my face and my arm was crushed and I didn't know what happened. And this is what the Lord prompted me to ask him. I said, wow, man. I said, looks like you're really doing good. He said, I'm coming out of it. He said, playing guitar, giving me some therapy and stuff. I said, that's, that's good. I said, I got to ask you a question, brother. He said, yeah. Pull my seat real close. I said, uh, what happens if you didn't make it out of that wreck? See, sometimes you gotta ask the hard questions. And his face was like, what? I said, what happens if you didn't survive that wreck, man? Would you go to heaven or hell? And it got silent. I'd like to think that I'd go to heaven. I said, well, maybe that's why we're supposed to talk about this today. See, I don't want us living on a hope so, or maybe you can have a no so, I know, because of what Christ has done. And I got to share the message with him. And I got to to, to lay a few things out and encourage the guy. And he goes, you know what he said? He said, can we go to lunch sometime? I said, yeah. So be praying for my friend that God will, will, will till that heart that he'll hear that message and grab hold of. But see, when you turn around and you break it down, because he saw what happened in an instant. He's going home. He's thinking, I'm going to have chocolate cake and I'm going to have vanilla cake. I want to see my kids. I mean, he's just driving home. Whoa, things changed. His life has changed forever. He's going to come out of it, man. God's going to use this boy in a mighty way, I'm telling you. But how often do we ever ask that question? How about this? You hear me say this a lot of times. Last, check, last time I checked, 150,000 people died a day. We got a song called One Breath Away. I always say, take a deep breath. Tell me what you believe. If you was to die today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? It's about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's about him paying our sin debt in full. That he came and poured out his blood and laid down his life for the perfect, perfect redemption plan. So that when we put our faith and trust in him, that we are secure in him. Somebody say amen. I want to influence life with that story. I want to influence life with, with, with that story because that takes you from death to life. That's the deal. That's the deal. I don't want to stand before the Lord and go, why didn't you tell him? Why didn't you tell him? So everybody on there, I'm telling you. Everybody here, I'm telling you. I went to church once when I was five, once when I was 30. I don't know if I heard the message or not. It never clicked. But one day it clicked on Halloween night. Somebody came outside the church and said, if you die tonight, do you know for sure you go to heaven? And they gave me a little Bible track with God's word. in And I came home and I looked at that and, and, and it started convicting my heart because I thought, well, I'm a pretty nice guy. Guess what? I'm not a nice guy. How about you? Because when you look up against God's perfect standard, we're not nice guys or gals. All have sinned and fall short of glory of God but then I continued to read him. and it talked about how God had, had sent his only son that he had paid my price to set me free from sin and set me in the family what I just believe Denise came in there man Mr. tough guy Mr. Black belt karate was bawling she's like what's going on I said I, 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 I couldn't even talk because God had shown me if you were to die today you would not be in heaven you would be in hell. We went to that little church the next week. And many of y'all have heard the story many times. We sat in the very back. And they turned around and they started preaching that gospel. The same thing I read about. The gospel means good news. It's talking about what I've been saying all morning. The death, burial, and resurrection. What, what would keep you from believing on the Lord Jesus Christ? What would stop you from receiving his grace and his mercy? And I said, nothing. So when they had the time to come up front, I said, it's, it's, I, I need I need, I need Jesus. I didn't know anything else about anything other than I was a sinner, he was a savior, and I need Jesus. That's a great place to start. But God loves you so much he won't leave you there. Turn, right? Can you imagine a guy that went to church once when he was five, once when he was 30, he, and God called you to be a pastor? I know he's got a sense of humor. But see, guess what? I decided that, you know what, Lord? I'm gonna take the time that you've given me since I've wasted 30 years I'm gonna take that time and live the rest of the days that you give me pointing people to you. You know what, Lord? I'm gonna take the resources that I have and I'm gonna use them to further your kingdom. And I'm gonna take any, 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 any impact or influence that I have, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that I impact lives for the kingdom. You know, it's kind of funny as time goes by. I see friends come and neighbors come and everything like that. I'm gonna did you ever think that I was gonna be a preacher? She laughs. <laughs> she knows when since I was born, she's like, eh, eh. eh. Is that right? and I was thinking, Buddy, she thought lovely, and she always you know, knew your heart sweet. like I Yeah, and um, I could board, oh, whatever, open the
1: doors, whatever. There's still a lot of things we have campus,
0: Yes, we do. Not totally on. Yes, and that was thing. So I just mentioned it my in right now. Yeah, and then he said, Well, you need to come in and talk. I said, no, I need to see buddy first. I kept saying, Wow. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Man, I didn't expect that. Praise God, man. Influence, God's influence. Isn't that something? Thank you so much for the kind words. Let me tell you, her mama, her family means a lot to me. We grew up fence to fence back in the day. I'm going to tell you, sir, I don't know if you've ever heard this story about your mom. Another family, Beecham and them, you know, Beecham, yeah, yeah. When his sister was sick, his sister was sick. Ronnie and him, Ronnie said, Man, I don't know how she's doing when Debbie was sick. And, uh, whoo, it's going to be a tough one, but it's going to be worth it. I talked to Ronnie. I said, Ronnie, does, does she know the Lord, man? He goes, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I said, We need to know. He said, Will you come talk? I said, yeah, I, I, I'll do whatever you want me to do, but I, I just, I, I don't know, Ron. I don't, I don't know. I was very, very early in, uh, as, as a Christian. I hung up, and your mama tracked me down. Now, her mom has a very, very German accent. I know that anywhere. She didn't have to tell me who she was. I knew it was. I hadn't talked to your mom in years. And I answered the phone. I go, hello. And she said, I've been praying And the Lord told me that he's going to use you to go see her. I went. I said, I'm going. I went. And my friend and sister, and she was my friend as well, she's pretty much on her deathbed. I said, do you know who I am? She says, buddy. I said, baby, i got to ask you the most important question in the world. Do you know Jesus? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? She said, yes. Woo! It was good. See, because because of your mom's phone call and because of her influence in my life and the influence that God had on, on that family, that, that we went and we were obedient to that. And guess what? She died the next morning. She died the next morning. It was Easter morning. But we had the promise of God to share with the family that we know what? Although we'll miss her here, we'll see her there. Give God a hand clap for that, man. That's influence. Wow, man, I I had no idea we were going to share all that. That's awesome. Look at this. We're talking about treasures and influence. Wherever your treasure is, there your desires of your heart will be also. Boy, that's true, isn't it? I mean, that just comes alive, doesn't it? It comes alive in our life over and over and over. I saw something last night. I thought it was pretty good. I wanted to share with you. Guy said this. He said, there are three types of people in the world. (laughs) Those that make things happen. Those that watch things happen. And those that don't know what happened, (laughs) which one are you, I'm going to give it to you again. (laughs) Those that make things happen, those that watch things happen and those that don't know what happened. I'm going to tell you what, today I pray that we know that Jesus is Lord and Savior. Amen. Man. So I want to roll into this real fast because this is where I wanted to get to, but I had to set the stage. What do you want more? Right. Why do you want more? Excuse me. A lot of times, I need more of this, I need more of that. If I just had this, if I just had this one thing, if I just had, why do you want more? You say, more what? That's your question. More of what? Is it more money, more time, more this, more that, whatever? And that's going to set the stage of what I want to share with you. You know, why do you want more money? Do you want it for, for yourself or for the kingdom investments? Why do I need more house? So I got a bigger family? I'm going to have people stay over or whatever. So, so, so what is it? Why is it? Why do you want more? Is it to honor God? You can write that down. Why do I want more of whatever this is? Is it because I want to honor God? That's a good way to kind of put things in perspective. I'm asking us today right now to take a look at your eternal investments. Right? Our commitment to Christ. How we're using our time and our resources and our impact and our... And our influence. And I'm going to roll into this. What are you doing? What are you doing with it? What are we doing with that? So that's the question. Are you are you following the leader of the Lord, leading of the Lord that we spoke about today with your time, with your resources, with your influence? Let me encourage you today, man. I want to fan the flames of your faith on what God's called us to do. Think about this. I said, man, I want to ask you this. First off, any of y'all know me. I'd love to see God moving, and all of us do here. Look around and think about this. If everyone in this building invited one person, just one person, and they showed up, we'd have to go to two services. Isn't that something? I'm not up for somebody just sitting in a seat. I want somebody to be here so we can fill their heart with the love of the Lord. So I'm not about the number game. I'm about... The soul winning. Amen? And you know what? The bigger the the audience, the more seed we can sow, okay? So what would it take this week to invite one person? And if that person said they can't come, then invite the next person. Just one person. I'm just asking you to touch one life. Right? And in the process, you're going to find out you touch more than one life. The guy that led me to the Lord, old brother Bill, used to pray for me twice a day. How did I know that? Because he told me. He said, I pray for you twice a day. And I need it. And I still need it. I guarantee you, he's looking over the top of from heaven and going, I'm still praying for you, boy. Because we all need it, don't we? And one of the things that he told me before he passed, he says, son, if there's nothing else, ask the Lord to allow you to impact one life for the kingdom. Even if it's just one person that you could be used for, to pull them out of hell and set them in the family, ultimately God's doing it, but are we available to be used? He said, pray and said, Lord, let me have the privilege of leading one person to the Lord. I pray that that's the prayer for each and every one of us. But you know what? It's okay if you get greedy and you want to lead more people to the Lord, okay? (laughs) Because that's what it's all about. So you know what? I've been telling you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Stomped on a few toes and everything else. How about I show you what you've been doing already, okay? Let me show you. How about this ministry right here? How about this? Many of y'all know what this is. God's got it. Got bracelets everywhere. Just got a whole new load over here. Let me tell you what. That had not slowed down none. Anytime you get a chance, you say you might not know what to say, what to do. Just say somebody's going through a rough time or just say, you know what? I was thinking about you today. I just want to share this with you. God's got it. And that could open up a whole new door for you sharing your faith. There's people all over the place. How many people got one of these? Two of these, three of these. How many people gave a few of them out along the way? Right? Well, if you don't have any, get some more. We got some more. And when they're out, we're going to get some more and some more and some more. You know what I love? I love going, well, you know I love going out to eat. But when I go out to eat and I see somebody's got somebody's on. Miss Joan was just sharing the other day that she sat down and ate with somebody and had a God's got it and got it from our dear brother that started this whole thing itself, Dave itself. And we continue on with this. You guys are a part of that. So how are you using your time? You know what? you invest investing. How are you using your your. your your resources, getting more of these, everything else. So every time and you share a bracelet, you share the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have an opportunity to share your testimony. You have an opportunity to share what that means not only to us personally, but to our church family. That transforms lives, let me tell you. God will grow your investment if you entrust it to him. And here you go. Many of you have already stretched out your hand to do so. How about this? How about the Helping Hands ministry? How about that? I want to ask you all a question. Let me tell you what it is, just in case you don't know, but I think everybody does know. They do food preparation, delivery, coordinating, visitation, prayers, helping hand ministry. is is primarily designed to, to, to serve our church family itself, but not limited to. Not limited to just inside the walls, but outside the walls. Now, I want to ask you a question. If you have participated in this, or if you have been blessed by this, raise your hand. Hands everywhere, everywhere. And and, and and that's okay because some of you guys haven't had the opportunity. But now, guess what? There's an opportunity. That's a great opportunity. And what we do when we hear about something going on, maybe we can bring a meal by. Maybe we can pray with somebody. Maybe we can go sit with somebody's mom that's going through a tough time. Maybe we can just do that. And there's many people that are involved in this that are not even here today. It's amazing. That's gonna keep growing. This was birthed out... Or somebody praying, Lord, what will you have me to do? Pastor Buddy, what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? And God answered the call and grown that, has grown that, and grown that, and grown that, and it's still growing. And let me tell you, what amazing deal there. Some other stuff that you guys are involved in going to Bayside, going to uh, dropping off goodies at, uh, at the Dominion Village, going to the, the, the Parish thrift Store, and, and doing the food banks and all these different things. I want to share uh, several things that we have up here. The Coins of Hope ministry, not just limited to that, but there's a few things that we do. A couple of years ago, the Lord laid on my heart. Now, everybody does their thing, and they give, and it's part of worship and all that stuff. As a matter of fact, if you guys are listening, and you guys are here today, as far as I know, I don't think we've ever passed the hat here. We've always said you have an opportunity to give, and we appreciate that. It takes it to do it. That's part of worship. I believe in giving and going, and God will bless that, do it with a a good heart, and, man, we use it for the kingdom of God, right? But in the midst of that, the Lord showed me, says, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to teach you something. Little is much in the hand of God. I kept rolling around in my head, little as much in the hand of God. So about two years ago, I said, I tell you what, friends, let's do this. Not only do we give our offering, whatever that God lays on your heart, but we had a little pig. Now we got a little monkey. We got a little thing over there, right? And people put their loose change in. I said, you watch how God will take them small coins and do some amazing things. There's some right there. Look at this. We've been able to help out with the school systems, right? Encourage folks there. And I wish I had some more of the pictures. We've been able to go, to, and I didn't get all the pictures, and we're going to have to do, help out the local fire department, let them know that they're prayed for, let them know they're encouraged. Let me tell you something else. The other day, we went home. Last Sunday, I think it was last Sunday, one of the Sundays, got home, we go down my house. to my house, there's one street, one way in, one way out. And Jesse comes, and he says, I had to walk home. I said, man, his car broke down. He goes, no, there's a truck flipped over in the middle of the street. I go, on our street? How you flip a car over? It's 25. And in an instant, this guy lost control of his vehicle, and the truck blocked it perfectly. Boom. Thank the Lord he was okay. So I said, man, I'm going to go up there, and maybe I can pray for somebody, see what's going on. <laughs> right? This is kind of funny. That's good. He's okay. Well, what's funny is this. I went up there, and, and the fire department guys come over and start talking to me. Hey, man, how's it going? On? I didn't know who all of them were. But through Randy and through the giving and through all that, I know that guy. I say, hey man, is anybody, he's all right? He's okay, pastor, he's all right. I said, okay, that's good. But you know what, there was some influence because guess what, we're in the community and we're reaching people, look at this, in the school systems, in the police department, all these different places, man. God is using what you guys are doing to make a difference. Not only that, union mission, youth challenge, rehab, the website, outreach there, the live stream stuff that we just started doing a little bit while ago. Let me tell you what, we are averaging anywhere from 40 to 42 hours of watch time a week about Jesus. That's God moving all around the world. Share those things, man. We want people to know. We've got the app. We've got all those different things so people can grow in their faith. Something else that we're very, very pleased to be a part of that. Our sister churches in the Philippines. Look at some of this here. How you guys, through your giving and your prayer, have been able... To transform lives on the other side of the world. Two churches being planted over there. Our pastor senior Nick over in the Philippines. You got They're praying for Pastor Tony over there. As they, they bring him in to take over one of the churches over there. They got a new foundations class. Of teaching life principles and stuff. I think it was like 34 kids were in that. Amazing. Look at all this. And this is from Nick himself. He said, Pastor buddy, look at what God's doing. This week. The mayor of the city came and got him and is going to allow him to preach in all the schools the gospel message, all the schools over there in that area. He's been able to show some of the, the religious Jesus films and things like that to train up folks in the word. That's what you guys do. I want you to hear that. So there's still more for us to do, but this is a part of what everybody that gives and does and prays. This is huge, man. This is huge. This is huge. Your prayers are huge, your giving is, is is huge. And not only that, we see that through our time and through our resources and our influence, God can move with that. Now, there's something else I wanna share with you. Some of y'all weren't able to make this, but I wanna I want to share this because through that, the influence impacts a lot of lives. So I'm gonna go here and I want you guys to see this. Matter of fact, even this, Tim just had this made and all this fancy cool stuff to just grab your attention, to pull them in, to learn more about Jesus, but take a look at this here. That she's being obedient and a How about that? Because she has given her life to the Lord Jesus Christ. She has turned from her sin and turned to the the one Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So today, that's a great celebration. And I also want to say, if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have plenty of work. We have plenty of work. I always like to go over this about baptism. Baptism doesn't save you. What saves you is faith. By grace, you're saved through faith, not that of yourself, but it's a gift of God. When we put our faith and trust in the finished work, of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? That's that's the whole picture right here. And this is the picture of what she's doing today. So today is just out of obedience of what she's already done. So the heart change has already taken place because she's put her faith and trust in the Lord. But today we celebrate that in identifying with that. I always say this right here is an outward expression of an inward heart change. I know all our crew knows that I'm going to say this. It's kind of like your wedding ring. Your wedding ring is a, a symbol of what you, your commitment to to your spouse, and today, this is a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, so with that being said, I want to ask you a couple of questions, have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, yes. and it's your desire today to be baptized in the believer's baptism, is that correct, yes. all right, well, I'm going to get you to pinch your nose, and we're going to go with this, everybody, you guys ready, mm-hmm. this is Mm -hmm. Amen. How can I end on a better note than that? Thank you all for coming. So God's using you already. Look at that. She stood for what she believed. Impacting lives. What is it today? How is it today that God wants you to use your time your resources, and your influence for the kingdom of God. Take a look at your spiritual portfolio. Spend some time with God. Ask Him how He wants to use your resources that He's blessed you with to give back to the kingdom, and then be a mirror of Christ so that we influence others for the kingdom of God. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you today that we never come up short following your plan. And I thank you today, Lord, that we never come up short speaking the word of truth. And Lord, I pray today as we we covered a lot of ground today, Lord. We saw testimonies just come alive in the midst of all this today. But Lord, we want to see you move even greater. And so friends, if you're listening or if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin, today is your day. Grab hold of the time, for the time is now. Don't put it off. The Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. But he says the free gift of eternal life is through that of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. He goes on and says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Friends, just like my friend I told you about, they got in that wreck. In an instant, he could have been gone from here. Our heartbeat is the drum to our funeral march. And one day, we'll leave this place. I just wanna make sure you got all the pieces of the puzzle to know what it takes to be assured that your home is in heaven. And what it takes is a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you trust Him today? Will you trust Him today? Don't leave here the same way you came in. He forgives our sin. He separates them as far as it is to the east to the west. And when we receive him as Lord and Savior, by saying, Lord, come into my life, forgive me of my sin. Today, I'm trusting you, Lord. I believe you're the Son of God. Help me to walk this out, Lord. I receive your gift of eternal life. And he seals us with his spirit. Today, we speak life over your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. If you guys got any questions about what was said today, man, check us out. Send me an email, whatever it takes. We want you to know the one true God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Have a great day. We love you. Bye-bye.